Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Very happy to be here. We're in our 22nd year on Voice America. And this is the program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions and really make your dreams come true. And today we're talking about something really fascinating. We're talking about a medication management company whose mission is to optimize the treatment experience for individuals and healthcare providers. And we're looking at the value of precision medicine through innovative health technology. And the name of the company is Genomind. And it was founded by Dr. Ronald Tesoritz. And he believed that genetics could fundamentally change how medicine is prescribed in the field of mental health. Every year, millions of people struggle through trial and error treatment, or they encounter preventable health complications due to adverse drug events. Annually, the societal costs to the healthcare industry are over $358 billion. Until recently, the information to help reduce guesswork and adverse drug events and make personalized treatment decisions was really lacking. Genomind is one of the first mental health-focused pharmogenetic testing services. Their technology improves patient care for mental health and beyond by streamlining treatment, resulting in less trial and error and faster delivery of positive results and saving lives. My guests today are Seema Patel, doctor of pharmacy, and she is medical science liaison at Genomind. She'll be joined by Caitlin King, who is utilized Genomind's testing services to optimize the treatment options with her provider and for her condition. So welcome, Seema, and welcome, Caitlin. All right, I'm going to start with you, Seema. Tell us a little bit more. I've given an introduction of Genomind, but basically what you're doing now. Absolutely. So my role as a medical science liaison on this team and really as a clinical pharmacist on the team is to help providers be able to interpret the test results that they're getting. And what I mean by test results is that the information that they're getting is from a DNA analysis that looks at how a patient or an individual might respond or tolerate certain medications. So I help them interpret their patient's test results and provide them actionable insights into how they can make informed decisions for their patient's medications going forward. My role also is involved with updating our test as we get more information about new biomarkers or the current state of the biomarkers and how that might change in regards to the recommendations that we make for providers. So it's a really exciting time to be in this field because mm-hmm. as you know, precision medicine is really the way forward and people are tired of the trial and error approach, especially in the field of psychiatry where we take such a blinded approach to medicine yeah. Yeah. and we have to be able to tailor medications more appropriately. Seema, how are people tested? Is it through hair analysis? Is it through saliva? Is it through blood? 
Absolutely. So it's a simple cheek swab. Um, the healthcare provider would order the test and then the kit would be shipped to the patient's home or it would be in office. Uh, it's a cotton swab. They would swab their cheek for 30 seconds and put it back in and basically ship it out to Genomide and our lab would analyze it for the 26 biomarkers that I was talking about. So give, us an, ex- give us an example of a few biomarkers that we would readily understand? Sure. So every drug has a specific pathway by which it gets metabolized or broken down, in other words. And we look at some of those markers. So for example, there is a gene called CYP2D6. There is another gene called CYP2C19. All these CYP enzymes are liver enzymes by which different medications get broken down by. So For example, if somebody is a slower metabolizer of 2D6, for example, CYP2D6, that means that any drug that gets broken down by that pathway, they are going to experience higher drug levels. So we want to make sure that we're either going to change our dosing approach or we would even possibly choose a different drug altogether because of that risk. Interesting. I'm going to move over to Caitlin. Caitlin, if you can explain to us how you became involved with GenoMind, being a patient, and going through the testing? So I became involved with GenoMind, I think, in the spring um, or summer of 2019, when I was about to change medications, probably for the fifth or sixth time. And I was getting frustrated with the try something for a couple months and see if it works. And then when it doesn't, let's try something else sort of process. So my provider asked me where my Genomind results were because I had just switched to her and I had no idea what she was talking about. She said, oh my God, you haven't taken this test yet. Uh, So somebody from the office swabbed the inside of my cheek and I got my test results pretty quickly after that. And what happened as a result of the test results, Caitlin? Amazingly, I found out that the medications I had been trying were probably making my depression worse and causing a lot of side effects, specifically weight gain was really bad. Um, And I also found the medications that I've been on since I got the test, that they've worked for me really great. And Genomine pointed me in the right direction. Mm, Which is great. Seema, how do people find out about this? I mean, this is not common. And how do we help people understand that it can really help them reduce the trial and error uh, kind of experience that Caitlin went through? Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of organizations that talk about pharmacogenomics, a lot of uh, organizations that endorse Pharmacogenics, for example, Medicare actually uh, covers our test. And the reason for that is because they understand that older adults might be exposed to a lot of different medications that can pose a risk of adverse drug reactions. And they want to be able to minimize that and reduce healthcare costs. And so it that is a really great way to get the message out that, hey, your 65 plus population, there are answers to how we can reduce polypharmacy and side effect risk for them. Now for other practitioners, they can, um, we have 
a, a lot of regional sales managers and sales reps throughout the country. And any provider can connect with one of our um, sales reps and find out how to get a kit sent to their office and start the process for their practice. Yeah. How long has this been going on? We know that this this was created by the founder, um, by Dr. Dorzeretz. But how long did this really take to catch on? And what was the process like in the beginning? Yeah, so I will say that I wasn't there during the early days at Genomine when we maybe had like five genes. Some of my colleagues have been around for that. But I can say when I do consults on some of those older reports, it amazes me how far the science has advanced and how much we know now and how much information we can provide. Thankfully, I believe it was in 2020 that the FDA created a table of pharmacogenetic associations, meaning mm. they categorized drugs that had some type of dosing guidance or warning right there in the package insert that would provide some type of formal recommendation about dosing or avoiding certain medications. So that was a really big deal because everybody knows who the FDA is and for them to come out and create this table so that clinicians know the medications that they're prescribing have some type of genetic implication that really changed, I think, every a lot of providers' mindset. They wanted to start to learn more about this type of test, and that's really where we come in. Yeah. Also, when you say that, I think about all of the myriads of commercials, pharmaceutical commercials that are on the air every day. And even though people are smiling, when you when you when you see the commercials, what you hear is the the warnings. And the right. warnings are great. I mean, from losing eyesight to losing life to, um, you know, having chemical reactions. So respond to that because we're seeing these wonderful um, pharmaceutical promotions that are going to help our life. But at the same time, we're hearing about all the side effects. Absolutely. I mean, every drug comes with its risk, right? It's baseline side effect profile. What are, what the goal of this type of test is, is to try to minimize the risk of side effects and maximize the chance of response. So that way the benefits outweigh the risk. And we're able to do this by helping providers make more informed decisions about medication selection and medication dosing. And I mean, you know, there's a statistic out there, adverse drug reactions are the fourth leading cause of death in this country. Wow. And so we really need tools like this to help reduce this risk, not only in older adults where we see this to be a greater risk, but also in our younger population where um, there is a lot of trial and error, especially in psychiatry. And how old do you work with, uh, with people? I mean, is it from children to older adults? Yep, anywhere from the ages of six and up. And I say six only because that's where medication, that's when medications start to get approved. Um, but most of our testing actually has been done in the six to 25 year age range, probably because also parents want to have as much information as possible before they start their children on medications. Um, and sometimes they might be willing to spend more money on their children than themselves. So, you know, we do see a lot of testing done in that age group. Yeah, which is great. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about Genomind and what it is doing to help prevent adverse effects to medications, how it's really a preventative strategy. My guests are Seema Patel 
She's a doctor of pharmacy, and she's a medical science liaison at GentleMind, which again is a medication management company, and their mission is to optimize the treatment experience for individuals. And they do this through actionable genetic insights and innovative health technology, which is testing. And we're also joined by Caitlin King, who utilized GentleMind's testing to help her treatment options with her provider. And we'll talk more to Caitlin about after the testing, what were some of the results to then their findings when they when she tried medications that uh, the testing looked at and thought would be positive for her to try. So we'll be back with Dr. Seema Patel and Caitlin King right after the break. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. The Feng Shui Way to Peace, Balance, and Abundance with Catherine Dean is about bringing the benefits of Feng Shui to the forefront, allowing everyone with an interest to learn and understand how its principles can work in one's day-to-day life. We'll demystify Feng Shui, show its many applications, and allow the listener to understand how and why it is so useful. The goal is to educate, entertain, and spread the word about using Feng Shui Way to bring about peace, balance, and abundance to one's life. The Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean, Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business, and the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Class. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The soul of enterprise is heard live every Friday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end, or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com are listening to the Patricia Raskin show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin show. Hi everyone, we are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living show, and we are talking about gentle mind which is the first mental health-focused pharmacogenetic testing service. The technology of GenoMind improves patient care for mental health and beyond. It streamlines treatment. It results in less trial and error and faster delivery results 
um, and more positive results, and also saving lives. Our guests are Caitlin King, who utilized Gentle Minds testing to optimize her treatment. We're going to talk to her next about what she went through before the testing, and also Seema Patel, who's a doctor of pharmacy, and she's a medical science liaison at Gentle Mind. So welcome back, Seema. Welcome back, Caitlin. Caitlin, I'm going to start with you this time. Um, tell us about what you were going through before you had the testing with Gentle Mind. So I got my test with Genomind when I was 18 years old, and I started taking medication for depression when I was, I think, 11 years old. It started with escitalopram, which is also known as Lexapro, um, and my test with Genomind later showed that escitalopram caused adverse side effects and didn't really do much for me, um, and I stayed on that medication probably for three or four years mm. before finally we switched to sertraline, I think, which is also known as Zoloft. And that also performed pretty poorly on my test with Genomind or my report. Um, and when that didn't work after a couple of years, we added an antipsychotic, which caused a lot of weight gain for me and still made my depression worse if not having just no effect and um after being on that for a couple years finally we switched to uh what was pointed out in in the report yeah question for you is how did you uh come to this did you say to your doctor i'm taking all of these different pharmaceuticals and they're not working what was the breaking point where you then went for the testing yeah the breaking point happened when i was about to go to college i had just graduated high school um and i felt like i couldn't go to college because my depression was so bad i i felt like i couldn't take care of myself um and i actually really wanted to go to the hospital, uh, to a psychiatric hospital where they can speed up the test by giving you new medication and monitoring you for a couple weeks instead of a couple months and seeing how you respond to that and then changing whatever medication, depending on that. And, and so that's when I got the test and fortunately, instead of going to the hospital. Yeah, which is interesting. And so now you're on a different medication that works for you. And, you know, we may want to point out to listeners that the medications that didn't work for you may work for someone else. Definitely. And the new medication that works for you may not work for someone else. It all depends on the biomarkers. Correct, Seema? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I explain more. Yeah. So, you know, commonly the, the typical algorithm where we treat depression, anxiety, is you start with an SSRI like Caitlin experience, right? Lexapro, Zola, Prozac, people have heard about these medications. It's not uncommon for a provider to, to use two, three trials of an SSRI before they move on. But when we, you know, when I was looking too at Caitlin's results, I saw that SSRIs as a class probably just wasn't really going to be the way to go in terms of response or in terms of how she would tolerate it. Um, and I believe the medications that she had switched to fell outside of that SSRI class, which is, again, where people start with. So this, the, this type of test could have not only saved time, but also the frustrations of mm. feeling like a guinea pig, you know? Yeah. Seema, what was it that Caitlin had or didn't have in her system 
in terms of determining that those pharmaceuticals weren't right for her and the other one was? Yeah, so there is one gene that is related to the SSRI class that showed that she had an increased risk of uh, abdominal side effects. So like nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, those types of side effects, she had an elevated risk of that. And then some of them, she also had changes in the way that she was going to metabolize them. In other words, there were going to be higher levels for some of those SSRI. So ideally, what we like to do is we want people to be on medications that they metabolize either normally or to only a small degree of change in the drug level, right? We want to keep them on medications that their body's able to tolerate and process appropriately. And that's, I believe, where Caitlin ended up um, and the medication. She can share to, you know, the direction of medications that she went with um, after the testing was done. And, and what happened then, Caitlin, after the testing was done? Did you find the right medication right away or was there, there was still some trial and error? So I started the new medication pretty quickly after getting my results back. And then I had to wait two or three months to see if it worked. Uh, that was conveniently around the holiday season, which is always really hard for people with uh, depression. So um, yeah, and after those two or three months, I immediately started to notice a decrease in side effects, especially with the um, gastrointestinal side effects. It's hard to also monitor those side effects while you're experiencing depression and anxiety because depression and anxiety also cause a lot of gastrointestinal problems. So it was hard to distinguish between what was just coming from my own anxiety and what was coming from the medication. And I didn't really realize how bad a lot of those problems were and how they probably were more coming from the medication until I switched to the medication I'm on now. Right. But you had to wait a couple of months to be able to determine that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, thank you. I mean, it's, it's quite a story. And, and where are you now in this? You're on that medication and it's level and even. Yeah. I will say that, um, Medication definitely doesn't fix everything, and getting better is its a lot of hard work. Um, but what the medication did for me is it enabled me to be in a position in life to be able to put in that hard work, because um, it felt like I was just swinging back and forth between these extremes of just really dark periods. Um, and luckily, that medication gave me like a a stable middle ground mm-hmm. to start from to build my health and mm-hmm. well-being on. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for sharing all of that. Seema, how did you get into this role in terms of being a medical science liaison? What drew you to this? Yeah. So I started off my career at a large healthcare system in Massachusetts where I had a collaborative clinic with a psychiatrist. So in the state of Massachusetts, as a psychiatric pharmacist, you're able to prescribe. And he used to refer patients to me who had either depression or anxiety or other mental health struggles. And my role was to help manage their medications. And what I found through that experience was that I had nothing really to tailor their medications, right? I sort of went with what the guidelines had recommended. I was doing all the right things according to best practices. Um, But unfortunately, my patients weren't getting better to the degree that I wanted 
for them. So I felt like a failure, right? I felt like I was failing them. And they would still come and see me, you know, for follow-ups because they, you know, really wanted to get on the right medications. And it wasn't only until um, I had a, a patient bring over to me their test results that I, a light bulb went off and I, I reviewed the results with her um, based on the limited knowledge I had at that time and what I had looked up as a pharmacologist. And it was amazing what I had found, right? In in that she was never going to be somebody who um, would respond very well to SSRIs, or she would probably have a minimal response at most. And so it really changed the way that I looked at how I practice medicine. And it transitioned really nicely to my role here at Genomine, because I can sort of understand it from the patient experience that frustration of going through a medication, having to wait six to eight weeks before you see an effect or before you can increase the dose and then wait longer, um, which can be really frustrating for the patient and for the provider. So it was really interesting to see a type of test that could tailor medications towards someone's unique genetic makeup, right? And I think that is going to really be the future of psychiatric medicine, but also in other specialties as we learn more about these markers. Mm. Fascinating. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about GentleMind and what it's doing now in terms of how people are getting tested, how um, the science is advancing, because every year there are new discoveries and it's advancing. And again, GentleMind is one of the first mental health focused pharmacogenetic testing services. Their technology improves patient care for mental health and beyond by streamlining treatment, resulting in less trial and error and faster delivery of positive results and saving lives. And it's all done through non-invasive testing. So when we come back, we'll talk to Seema Patel, who is a doctor of pharmacy, and she is a medical science liaison at GenoMind. And we'll also talk to Caitlin King, who utilized GenoMind's testing to really help her treatment options with her provider. And we'll talk more about where she is today, you know, in her treatment. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we'll be right back. A little birdie told me Voice America is on X. At Voice America TRN. Join us on the Luxury Lifestyle Blueprint Podcast as we delve into the world of living a luxurious lifestyle as a successful entrepreneur. Our discussions will cover essential topics such as the significance of networking in business, relationship building, leadership, spirituality, luxury travel, empowerment, healthy living, and personal development. We will also talk about how you can leverage your attractive lifestyle and heal and reinvent your life by managing other factors such as mental health, stress, time, and much more. The Luxury Lifestyle Blueprint Podcast, hosted by B. Baylor, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The boroughs are New York City. The burbs are everywhere else. Real estate is the ultimate game of risk and reward. It's the biggest investment most people ever make. Fortunes are made over a lifetime and lost in a day. And we're not playing with Monopoly money. How do you stay ahead? Who's buying? Who's selling? And why? What do they know? We want the truth. You need an edge. Burrows and Burbs is your secret weapon to giving you the insider knowledge and strategies you need to succeed in the high-stakes world of real estate. From Palm Beach to Palm Springs, Manhattan to Malibu, 
We press the experts to expose the pain, find the deals, and occasionally predict the future. That's Burroughs and Burbs, 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific. Because everyone can make money in real estate. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone we are back you are listening to the patricia raskin positive living show right here on voiceamerica.com america's voice we are joined by Dr. Seema Patel, who is a doctor of pharmacy. She's a medical science liaison at GentleMind. And GentleMind is one of the first mental health-focused pharmacogenetic testing services. GentleMind's technology improves patient care for mental health. And they have testing. And what that does is it helps to streamline treatment. It results in less trial and error of different medications. And it also can bring faster delivery of positive results and save lives. And we are also talking to Caitlin King, who is a patient who utilized Gentle Minds testing to optimize her treatment. And we'll talk to her about where she is now in her progress. So let's first start talking to Seema, um, Dr. Patel. Let's talk about what a consultation looks like when a patient comes to you to General Mind. Absolutely. So a provider, once they get their patient's test results back, it will live in their clinician portal. And it's really easy for them in their clinician portal to schedule a consult. Um, usually it's typically 30 minutes long and they can schedule it with the clinical team member that they think is going to be the best fit for that patient experience. And it's a team of five of us, including myself, uh, PharmDs and PhDs. We have different back- backgrounds and the clinician can select the consult time that works best for them. During the actual consult, the consultant will ask the provider for some background information about the patient, such as what their diagnoses are, what their clinical symptoms are, what the past medications were that they've tried, what are the current medications are. This way that we can tailor the report interpretation to that individual experience. And patients are invited to join. The provider needs to be there, of course, but we welcome patients to join these meetings because we want them to feel empowered to use this information going forward. Um, but once we get that all that information from the provider, it's my job to take them through the terminology, right? What is the terminology pharmacokinetic mean, right? And drug metabolism. What do all these arrows mean in terms of higher levels or lower levels? And what does that mean for that specific medication? And then we walk through all of the different icons, the interpretation, and then we'll kind of come up with what type of future treatment options are available for that provider, right? So I will sometimes ask the provider, are there specific options that you were thinking about? And I'll look to the report to see if they would be 
favorable based on that individual's genetics and also provide some suggestions of medications that might be a better fit. It's not my job, of course, to diagnose or to give the recommendation, but it is my role to help that provider utilize the information and maximize the utility as much as possible. Yeah. Caitlin, how did your provider explain the results to you and offer suggestions on moving forward? Part of me struggles to remember that period because it was such a dark and hard time in my life that my brain sort of sheltered me from a lot of that. Um, But a lot of my understanding of this report has come from being able to look at it as I've gotten better and as I've become more stable and and mentally healthy and strong um, and, and being able to reflect on the value of it. Um, Fortunately, there's a very clear and easy to understand drug summary that I rely on a lot. Looking back at the choices that my provider made in providing medication uh, before and after this report. Yeah. How would you say all of this, you know, since you work with Channel Minds technology and the testing, how has this changed your life? My life is no longer on pause because I'm waiting to be able Mm. to experience it. When you're Mm. going through depression and anxiety and other mental health issues, your life is really just waiting to be lived. And you have to be able to be able to have control of your life. And until you have control, there's, yeah, you, you can't experience it. So it's given you a stability. Yeah. Right. But I think you made a very important point before when you said it's not all about the medication. We still have to do things in our life to help ourselves beside just the meds. Definitely. And interestingly, um, the report also specified that exercise would really benefit me. And since I've started exercising, oh my God, so much has changed because I'm also uh, a musician and a a student. So I've spent most of my life in rooms without sunlight, sitting at a piano for three and four hours a day, and then sitting at a desk studying things. And, uh, you know, physical exercise was really neglected. So until I got this report saying, hey, this might actually help you, uh, I never really pursued exercise as much as I should have. Yeah. Seema, let's talk about the benefits of exercise. There's so much science behind it now. Talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's interesting they bring that up, Caitlin, because on our report, um, people always ask, well, exercise is important for everyone. Why are you highlighting it just for this specific individual? And yes, exercise is important for everyone, but there's actually a specific gene. It's called BDNF. I usually like to refer it to like a brain fertilizer. That's kind of a layman's way of explaining it. Um, And some individuals, because their bodies may not be able to make enough of it or utilize enough of it, they actually respond really well to exercise more than others because exercise is a natural way to boost your BDNF levels or boost this brain fertilizer. And it's a really cool, um, cool literature and research to see because you see these individuals who at baseline have high um, anxiety symptom severity score and you see how drastically that drops when they start exercising more so than other individuals who have the more common 
you know, gene for a common variant for that gene, which is what we call the wild type. Um, so it's really interesting that you bring that up because I always frame it as, yes, while exercise is important for everyone, it's especially important for you, not just for physical health, but for mental health. And and it's a, it's a medicine, right? It should be just yes. as much a part of the treatment yeah. as the actual medication. Yeah. And there's been research. Uh, Harvard's doing a big study on the brain and exercise and what it can mm-hmm. do for you um, in terms of the happiness factor helps you with that. And also there have been some studies that talk about um, prevention of dementia, not cure, but prevention so that it's really helping the brain optimize the brain's functioning. Absolutely. And what else have you found, Seema, that can help people who are using uh, the testing and changing their medications? What else can they do beside exercise? Yeah, so you mean like more from a a, a non-medication standpoint? Yes. Yeah, so I'd say that, you know, in general, there there are, of course, the medication piece of it um, that we, you know, of course, have to keep in mind. But um, one of the highlights that I always make on consults to providers is that whenever they say, oh, well, the tests you know, show that this person should have responded well to this, but they had a lot of side effects or they're, they're still struggling a lot. And my point to that is always, well, medications aren't the answer to everything, right? And no test is going to say, hey, this drug is going to work with 100% certainty and then you'll be well for the rest of your life. There's so many other things that we have to do, so many other coping skills we have to do. Psychotherapy, like cognitive behavioral therapy is really important for individuals outside of medications. And that's always what I ask during consoles, like if sometimes that these people patients aren't responding to medications alone, what type of psychotherapy are they engaging with? And is it meaningful psychotherapy, right? Meaning that there's goals that they have in place at every session that they're actively working Mm -hmm. towards rather than, you know, just a venting session. So that can be really important as part of someone's overall wellness and treatment plan. Caitlin, uh, talk about that. Talk about any um, therapeutic interventions that you have had beside the medication and the exercise. Yeah. So like you were talking about, uh, psychotherapy played a huge part in me getting better. Um, and part of it was I had to wait until I was 18 and in control of my own healthcare uh, till I could actually really pursue psychotherapy and, and go through multiple therapists to find somebody who I fit well with. Because uh, it's a lot like dating. Unfortunately, sometimes it takes a couple tries to find a therapist who really matches well with you and and can help you pursue those goals that you mentioned instead of just letting you spend an hour of time talking about things. Very helpful. All right, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to ask Seema, Dr. Patel, more about um, Genomind's gene drug software. And there are non-drug supplements, and we'll talk about those interactions as well. And then what are sometimes the barriers to treatment that sometimes providers don't know about all of this or how far um, the pharmacogenetics has really come? So we're going to talk more about that and we'll talk a little about insurance and those barriers after the break. And we'll talk more to Caitlin as well. So you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we are talking today about Genomind which is one of the first mental health-focused pharmacogenetic testing services. All right, stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. 
Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It is time to change the negative narrative of divorce. Families are hungry for a different option. Listen to The Good Divorce Show with Karen McNinney. You will discover how to function as one family living in two homes. There are high-functioning, stable, and happy divorce families living in your neighborhood. What's their secret sauce? What did their journey look like? Do they have regrets or recommendations? Let's find out. It's never too late to have a good divorce. The Good Divorce Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back. And you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. We are talking about GenoMind or GenoMind. And GenoMind is a technology. It's one of the first mental health-focused pharmacogenetic testing services. And what it does is through its testing, it improves patient care for mental health and beyond. It helps to streamline treatment. It results in less trial and error of trying different medications, and it has a faster delivery of positive results in saving lives. And we are joined by Dr. Seema Patel, who is a doctor of pharmacy. She is the medical science liaison at GenoMind. And we're also joined by Caitlin King, who is a patient who utilized GenoMind's testing to optimize treatment. And we're going to talk about where she is today in utilizing this, this testing to help her find the right medication, and the right tools to manage what she was going through. So welcome back to both of you. And I'm going to start with you, Seema. Talk about the gene drug software, how you use the software. Absolutely. So Genomine has developed a gene drug interaction software. And we talked a lot about pharmacogenetic testing and why that's important. But pharmacogenetic testing assumes that someone is only on one medication because it's looking at a gene drug interaction at a single point in time. 
what our gene drug interaction software does is it allows you to incorporate all the medications someone might be taking to get a more comprehensive look at not only the gene drug interactions, but what are the drugs doing to each other? Are there drugs that are causing other drug levels to go up? And what does that mean for um, side effect or adverse drug reaction? Are there alternatives that we can use that are safer? And that tool will actually allow you to look at actionable recommendations from some organizations that provide guidance, like some organizations would be like the FDA and CPIC. You can use their recommendations to prescribe that drug safely, or you could select alternatives that would not carry a drug drug or a drug gene interaction. So there's sort of multiple options that a provider has to safely prescribe further medications or future medications. And the really in more interesting part of this tool, too, is that it's getting more and more comprehensive. So we're adding environmental factors. How does smoking impact medication? How does mm. chronic coffee impact medications? We just added the BEERS guideline, which is a guideline that is for anyone 65 years and older that highlights potentially inappropriate medications for those individuals. And so you know, for anyone taking care of an older adult population, that additional factor and that tool is going to be really important to help minimize adverse drug reaction risk. Um, so this tool, I think I just see it getting more and more savvy. And hopefully at some point, it will be the only interaction software that a provider will need. Um, but it's 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 really one of, I think, the unique aspects of Genomine that sets us apart from a lot of other testing companies. So when you say a possible adverse risk, uh, and you talked about tobacco for one mm-hmm. smoking. Um, would alcohol be part of that? Would um, marijuana be part of that? I mean, what are what are some of the things? Would um, sedentary lifestyle be part of that? No light, for example, being you know not having enough sunlight. Yeah. So the smoking is sort of regardless of what you're smoking, tobacco or marijuana, it's the smoking process that actually leads to the interaction that I'm talking about. So certain medications, the levels can go down drastically as a result of that smoking inhalation process. Um, And then in terms of, you know, other factors that we're looking to maybe consider adding would be things like pregnancy, you know, how does that change the way you might metabolize a drug? Um, You know, and then of course, there's other supplements, you know, which we didn't get into yet, that can also cause drug-drug interactions, but could be meaningful for that patient's uh, therapeutic approach. So we want to make sure that the other medications are playing nicely with those supplements and that the software can help a clinician do that exactly that. Yeah, I'd like to ask you about that because you hear that a lot. A lot of people take supplementation. And they take it on their own. They read about it. They might ask a pharmacist. They might ask a healthcare practitioner, and they might not. But now what happens when they are taking a pharmaceutical drug? So how do we know? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, anytime a patient is, you know, prescribed or taking a supplement, I always recommend uh, providers ask their patients, hey, anything that you're just taking over the counter, a vitamin, you know, because they may not know either, right, that that's something that can cause interaction because it's like, oh, it's over the counter, you know, it should be safe. Um, but it, it may very well have potential interactions. For example, there's a supplement called St. John's Wort, which is sort yes. of the natural SSRI, right? Yes. And we wouldn't want someone to take both Zoloft or Lexapro with 
that St. John's wort. And, you know, tools like this can help illustrate that really well for a provider and, you know, also indicate that, hey, just because something is over the counter doesn't necessarily mean that it's always going to be safe with other medications someone could Mm -hmm. be taking. Mm -hmm. What about providers knowing about this? Do most providers know about this type of testing or not always? Yeah, like I think really in the past, I'd say maybe five years, this has really become something that providers are either hearing about from their patients or from another provider. So there, I think the level of, of understanding right now is I know this exists. I just don't know what it is or how to use it. And that's really where we come in because again, we have this team of um, sales managers and they are spread out throughout the country and they can come into the office and talk about what this would mean for their practice. And also one of the, the parts of my job is to also come into that office and provide education about what this testing could do for their practice. And there's a lot of data to support this type of testing and shows that it reduces hospitalization, it, it can improve, reduce um, healthcare utilization. So that data is really attractive to providers because they ultimately want to also see that not only are their patients getting better, but this is better than what I'm doing right now, right? And 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 those studies um, can be really important in educating providers that there is a way to improve the way you're practicing medicine. All right, we're just about at the close. So let me ask you about how people can find out about Gentle Mind. Yeah, so we have a website, um, agenomai.com. I think even if you type in pharmacogenetic testing into Google, we'll pop up. Um, thankfully, for because of our marketing team, they do a good job with that. So they can go onto our website, and if they're a provider, they can select providers and and register and someone will reach out to them um, about getting started. And then if you're a patient, you can either ask your provider, hey, I heard about this testing. Um, It seems like you can go onto their website and start the process. Uh, Would you be able to prescribe this for me? And if not, there are a list of preferred providers that we have at Genomine. So if a patient was to go into our website and try to register, it would be able to connect them with someone who does prescribe this in their area so that they have that accessibility. Thank you. All right. Closing thoughts, Caitlin, where are you today in your process? You know, you've been you've been through uh, rounds of different drugs, pharmaceuticals for your condition. You found Genomine's testing. Uh, and so where are you today? So I'm finally able to live my life. I'm at the end of my college experience uh, pursuing a dual major in music business and songwriting. I'm able to perform and write music again, which is something I was really afraid of losing at the beginning of my medication journey and throughout switching drugs, you're always afraid you're gonna lose this part of yourself. Um, And I'm also uh, going through the list of other things that are on the mental health care checklist, like eating healthy and um, not drinking alcohol and experimenting with how those things affect me. And through that, I've learned that I really can't drink alcohol because it just does something to my anxiety Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. I can't, I just can't do it. Um, Yeah. So you're learning all that, you know, trial and error and through lifestyle, but um, it sounds like you're, you're living the life you really want now. Yeah. And I'm able to 
enjoy my life and be happy and, and grateful and, and feel like I've earned the good things that happened to me instead of just being sad about everything. And like, mm -hmm. I'm losing something that I haven't even lost yet. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for sharing your story and um, good luck with everything. And Thank so you. glad you are, you know, where you really want to be now. Thank you. All right, Seema, we have about 30 seconds. So closing thoughts for us. Yeah, I just want to thank Caitlin for sharing her story here today. You know, it, it really is people like you that get help us get up every day in the morning and do what we do here at Jenna Mind. So I really do appreciate you being vulnerable here today and, and sharing what this test has done for you. All right. And yeah, closing thoughts? Thank you, Caitlin. Thank you so much. And any other closing thoughts, Seema? Yeah, just, you know, if somebody is interested in signing up, again, it's pretty easy, genomine.com. They can register as a provider or for a patient as a patient and, you know, get started with this process. And just know that you have a whole team of pharmacists and PhDs here to support you along your journey for, you know, utilizing this really, you know, advanced um, type of testing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to Seema Patel, Doctor of Pharmacy, Medical Science Liaison at Gentlemind, and also Caitlin King uh, for sharing your, your story with us. Thank you so much and giving us hope. Thank you. All right, folks, stay on the line a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. You can find me, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources on Facebook, if you would like to get a copy of my newsletter so you can see all the wonderful guests. Write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. And if you'd like to start your own podcast and you'd like to get your positive message across, since I've interviewed over 5,000 guest experts in my career, I would love to help you. So remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.